Hello, America. This is Craig and Matt broadcasting another episode of X-Frost Live. Today's episode is part of our champion series, where we introduce you to the people who make the things we often take for granted a reality. Today's champion is Elisa Hughes, who is currently working as the team lead in SPD at Upper Valley Medical Center in Troy, Ohio. Lisa, thanks for uh, being a guest on our show. How are things in Troy? Things are good. Nice and warm. Okay. And um, I think you'd actually just mentioned that you you just started a little bit of a, a break. Um, yes. A little work. vacation, a little getaway. So we're going to get away. Enjoy kind of summer, I guess, is wrapping up here for us. I'm um, going to throw in a much needed vacation for you. Okay. <laughs> I know how hard you work over there. So happy you can take a little bit of time off. Looking forward to some of the stories. Um, and real quick, uh, Lisa, SPD, can you, what's that abbreviation stand for? The Sterile Processing Department. Okay, cool. So for our listeners, the Sterile Processing Department. Um, so you put in here on a, our questionnaire, I, I'm reading that uh, you get put in the case carts and sent up to surgery. That was kind of the fun fact. Uh, can you elaborate on that for the audience? Yes. So the case cart is what we put all the instruments in and things they need for the surgery. And since I have started, uh, my trademark is they like to put me in the case carts and send me up to surgery or other departments to scare people. (laughs) So it's quite entertaining. That's (laughs) for who? For you (laughs) or for for them? (laughs) For everyone involved. Oh, man. I would hate to be around there on Halloween, too. Do Do you ever do it like in masks or stuff? Nope. 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 Just me. Hmm. But uh, yeah, they're probably not so expecting that coming out. But uh, all right, here, Matt, you've got uh, some questions here to kind of lead us in. Yeah, let's kick it off. So, um, Lisa, we, we've we've worked together in kind of past lives, and uh, one thing I want to highlight, and one so thankful for you to come on, but highlight kind of so your department is all the behind the scenes of the surgery. Without what you do on a day to day, it really it really wouldn't be possible. Um, but what we do is we, we do a lot of the food side as well. Um, so this is going to cover both sides. We want to talk to you about, you know, maybe some of your favorite meals, some of the things that you like from a food side, but then also dive into what you do and the impact you make in your community. So the very first question I have for you is what is your all-time favorite meal either to make or to eat? Hmm, well, I should probably say that I love ice cream, right? Um, pizza and Mexican food are my favorites. I love to make homemade pizza. I love to eat it. I love Mexican food. Love to make Mexican food. Those are probably my favorites. Okay. Do you have any secrets with the pizza? As a fellow Italian, I need to, I need to know. Um, probably not. Yours is probably better than mine. Well, I won't say that, um, but I do <laughs> always look for the little trade secrets here and there. <laughs> I don't think I have any secrets. I think it's oregano. You gotta put a little oregano, and then you gotta little oregano, little garlic. Mm-hmm. And you gotta do it well done. I'm a well done on the crust. Yes. Um. So here, I'm gonna turn it back over to Craig, and we're gonna start to kind of quantify your day to day and um, everything you do in your department. So here's Craig. Okay. Yeah. So we want to paint a picture for everyone listening, um, and uh, we we'd like to to get an understanding of really just the body body of work um and so to do that how many cases are you guys typically doing each day um usually anywhere from about 15 to 20 cases a day maybe 
Okay, so 15 to 20 cases a day, so like 75 cases a week, it sounds like? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. We can, we'll use that. We'll do 75 cases a week, and then how long have you been uh, doing this? Um, Next April, I will be doing this for 20 years. Okay, so that's a good chunk, chunk of time. Um, what yes. I'm going to do is I'm going to extrapolate these numbers out a little bit for you. I'm not sure if you've ever done it before to think about um, just how many of these cases that you've actually done. But we'll do it across, you know, um, a year, five years in, in career numbers and um, get those numbers for you. In the meantime, give me some time to do that. And uh, Matt's got some more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because this is going to be a big number. So, um, you know, we're not math majors here. Uh, <laughs> I guess that it really doesn't count our same day surgeries in OB. And- yeah, so it'll be an estimate. Uh, I think it's going to be a little on the low end. Um, so we can add a, add a few to it when we get it back. Um just so everybody knows, Lisa's being very um, kind of coy about her impact. She's going on the on the shallow end, and you know this is a lot. It, it goes a lot deeper than um, what this number will be. But let's let's yeah. do this, Lisa. Give us kind of an, an overview into what a typical day is for you. Um, for me, I start at eight a.m. As soon as I get there, I'm usually checking in with everyone, emails, the notes on my desk, making sure. I'll go up to the ORs, making sure everyone has got their day started up there. Everything's working out for them. Um, I do all the ordering for our department and surgery and OB. So I usually have to put in an order. Okay. And then from there, it's just kind of whatever happens. Our day starts in our department when surgery is done with their first case. Um, comes down in decontam and someone is in there taking care of washing the instruments and getting them through. Um, then there are just different things that come throughout the day, different fires to put out, meetings to go to. Um, we also handle the other departments in the hospital, same-day surgery, the outpatient buildings, ER, OB. Um, I take care of the trauma rooms in the ER, um, so I keep those stocked, make sure they have all the instruments and things they need for when traumas come in. Um, so for my typical day, it's just kind of being there to support the staff in my department for their needs. I don't get to be on a table a lot, assembling instruments for trays. Um, I'm usually running around, putting out fires, answering questions for doctors, helping the nurses. Um, so it's just kind of support running around for everybody, helping everybody out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one thing I want to note here uh, for all of our listeners, and this is definitely something I didn't know before I worked in that industry, is when you say that when you do, you know, when these instruments, I was always under the assumption that for each case or for each surgery, you know, there was a certain set of instruments for that. And that's not the case. I mean, you have a finite amount of instruments that you have to use for everything that you do, correct? Correct. So it is an ongoing process as well as the management and, you know, um, working with your staff, working with everybody there to uh, make sure you have one, not only the right instruments, but that they, you know, they fall into the time, time slotted They're you know, they go through, they're cleaned and then sterilized and then put back into rotation so that they can be used. So this is a, this is not a simple process, correct? Right. It's, it's, I mean, when I have staff putting together instruments, it's making sure that they're working properly, that the scissors are sharp enough, that everything is working properly for the surgeon, um, making sure everything is clean before it goes up, making sure the instruments that we have that are turned over in a timely manner. 
so there's a lot that goes into that. Luckily, this year, I think it's complete everyone in our department, which is a staff of 11 people. Uh, we are all certified in mm-hmm. sterile processing now, which was a huge accomplishment for our hospital. That's awesome. That's awesome. It probably it probably makes you know, managing all of that need a whole lot easier um, yes. with that staff. Um, and we'll, we'll touch into that a little bit here as we kind of go through some of these questions. But I think this is a good transition. So with everything you just talked about doing, Craig's got the numbers for how many times that's actually come in and how many patients you've you know, personally, personally impacted by doing that. Yeah. So based off of those numbers, if we're, if we've got 75 cases a week, um, any year you're going to do about 3,900, um, cases. So about 4,000. Um, and that comes out to in your career of 20 years to date. So this is just up to this point in time, we're at 78,000 cases. And so (laughs) that's, that's a lot, but what we like to do is try and figure out a way to paint a picture for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. What I came up with is that, I don't know if you knew, but it is 25, just about, just shy of 25,000 miles to take a lap around the earth. And if a case was a mile, um, you would lap the earth literally over three times um, to come to the amount of cases that you have personally been responsible for. Um, Wow. So, yeah. Uh, and I'd say with the amount of running you do in the hospital, that might be an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you've run. Over my uh, watch and usually are definitely over my 10,000 steps in a day. So how many times has she run around the earth, Craig? Well, if the case was a mile, over three. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, that's awesome. So before we did that, did you, you kind of, we let you know kind of what it, what we were planning on doing, but did you have a number in your head? I didn't. Okay. So I think I didn't have a clue. I think that when you're in the midst of it, you don't, you don't really think about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, it's, I mean, that's kind of in the intro. It's people take these things for granted. They just don't understand the body of work. And it's funny how it kind of gets swept under the rug a little bit. Um, just because you're, you and everyone we've talked to, you're focused on tomorrow. You know, not about what you you did that that day previous, because tomorrow is another tough day, and so there's no time right. to think about, oh, that was tough, and I would, did over my ten thousand steps and scared someone in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Well, that's awesome. Um, so, on behalf of Craig and I, we want to thank you for that, um, your continual hard work, and now kind of want to kind of want to jump into just a few things about. A little bit more about the day-to-day and maybe you know shed a little bit more of a light um so what is one thing you wish the general public understood about your job um how important it is i think sterile processing is still up and coming people are trying to figure out what we do um sometimes i think it's still trying to get the staff to realize the importance of our job um we're on another year with no surgical site infections um which is a huge thing because clearly if our instruments aren't clean and they're not sterile, there's a possible infection. So just people realizing that even though we're behind the scenes, we still impact the surgery. We still have an impact on the patient, even when we're not hands-on with the patient. So it's just kind of people still recognizing and learning how important our job really is. You know, you come into a hospital, for surgery that day, 
and you know that you have to deal with registration and nurses and doctors and anesthesia, but the people behind the scenes that are preparing your surgery, getting your surgery ready for you that you'll never see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so going back to Craig's point with the yearly numbers, so you just went a year without, without any SSIs. Yes. That was 3,900 times you and your staff did the right thing for everything, top to bottom, every single time all the way through. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yes, it's a huge accomplishment. That is. That's So congratulations on that. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, so here's my last question, and then I'm going to turn it over to Craig. Um, and with that being said, what's the most rewarding part of your day? Uh, knowing that at the end of the day that we have succeeded our surgeries, there was positive outcomes for everyone. Um, the doctors were happy. Uh, there were no complaints. The staff, we usually end on a good note at the end of the day. Um, we usually have huddle at three, what we call huddle at three o'clock. And that's when our second shift staff comes in and, um, we kind of talk about our wins for the day and the positive things that have happened and the impact that we've had. And so just leaving, knowing that everyone has left and they're happy and the doctors were happy and all the surgeries were successful usually is what makes me happy at the end of the day. Awesome. Yeah. It's a great way to, great way to end the day and then move on to the next day as you continue. What you said before is kind of your excellence in your field. Cool. So Lisa, turn it over to me. Um, I want to get in a little bit about your team and your staff. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned that everyone's certified now and, and just how are you guys working together to, uh, to do your day to day and, and how you really, yeah, how you work together to get it done? Um, well, there's gotta be communication just like anything else. We have to communicate with each other. Um, we all are pretty close. Most of us, there's a few of us in the department that have worked together for years, some new people, um, communicating with each other, being open, um, being willing to help. Like I said, we're all really close. We know each other's families. Um, we're all really important to each other. You know, you work in a small area and you're with each other eight hours out of the day. So, we get on each other's nerves from time to time, but most of the time we make it work. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, um, it, it's a serious thing being in a hospital and you gotta be in stride because a, a mistake is, uh, a mistake is a real mistake, a very real mistake when you're in that type of environment. Um, but, uh, getting into, this is actually going to be our last question of the day and you can take a second if you need to think about it. Um, but what is one memory in healthcare that you'll never forget? People will come through the cafeteria who have either been in the hospital before or have lost a loved one or they don't want to be alone. So they'll come to the cafeteria to eat. And sometimes I'll usually buy them lunch. Uh, but there was a gentleman one time who I was in line behind and he said, I reminded him, my eyes reminded him so much of his wife. So he wanted me to eat lunch with him. So we sat down and ate lunch and we talked about him being a veteran and his wife and his kids. And um, he talked about the impact that I had on him 
just in the short amount of time that we were together and the difference that I made. And I think the difference that he made on me, getting to know him, learning his life story. And it was an amazing moment, one that I will definitely never forget. Wow. Give me a second for that one, because that's a that's that was deep to hear. That's really cool. Wow. That's a really great story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. you're welcome. Um, yeah, that's kind of Lisa. That's kind of why we're doing this here. Um, you know, we've heard stories like that and continue to, um, and things that are like we said at the beginning, things that are taken for granted and at the very least I wanted to have the opportunity to hear some of your stories and you know, why you do what you do because we think it's so important. Um, you know, Craig and I, why we do what we do every day. Uh, but also, you know, sometimes it just goes unnoticed, but you know, our relationship goes back a couple of years and uh, right. I know how hard you work over there at, at upper Valley. And I'm very, very thankful for one, the professional relationship we've had over the past few years, but also a personal relationship and something that goes so much further than, further than the day to day and the work. And it just sounds like you take that approach to everything you do. So I just, I um, personally want to say thank you one for just your time today, but also, you know, shedding a light on what you do and continue to do. And, you know, that's why your facility continues to have excellence and why you continue to set the pace for the rest of healthcare and in Dayton, Ohio in that, in that area. So thank you for your time today. Thank you. And I have just gotten the hero award for our hospital. So you did, you did. I to, um, yes, that's what we wanted to wrap up on. Can you explain to, to us what that award is? So we have at the hospital, we have our DAISY Award in Premier Health, which is for the nurses and for all the ancillary staff. They have the HERO Award. Um, It's meeting certain criteria, um, compassion, uh, being helpful. Um, There's just different criteria that you, on a list that they go through that you have to meet. Someone has to um, turn you in for this award and... I think it's been about a month now. I was surprised and I was awarded the hero award for our hospital for hard work and dedication and compassion experience. Mm -hmm. So that really meant a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations again on that. And, you know, just from the conversation we have today, I think that was very, very deserved and um, it couldn't have gone to somebody better at the hospital. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lisa, for uh, coming on. It was really great chatting with you and uh, hearing you take take us through your day, and especially that uh, that last story was was really awesome. Um, really awesome to hear. That's a it's a it's a Wednesday. It's a, yeah, it's a Wednesday here. <laughs> Jesus, all blending together. But that's a really great start to the day for mm-hmm. for me to hear that. Very uplifting. <laughs>